You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. What's up and welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour with your hosts, Doug Eddy, Tim Keller, and Tyler Gunther. Bring us all inside the huddle. Whether it's in-season or off-season, this is your spot for the best and in in-depth Dynasty fantasy football advice. So let's not waste any more time and get right to it with Doug, Tim, and Tyler with another Dynasty Happy Hour. Welcome back to Dynasty Happy Hour. It's me, Doug, here with Tim and Tyler. The gang's all here. This week, we are going to talk about our most owned rookies. All of our rookie drafts are more or less wrapped up. So we've got all the data in front of us. We're going to give you who we own the most of. Try to explain it a little bit as we go through this rookie season. We've got some exciting things coming up in the coming weeks. But before we get into all that, I want to say hi to Tim and Tyler. Tim, what is new? You just stepped out of the shower. So I've got all sorts of visuals going on. I did. I had to... Shave this all up. The the warm weather's here. Also, it is allergy season. Uh, oh, for big about time! Four days. My allergies have been actively trying to murder me. <laughs> you like it? The pollen? Is it the pollen? Yes, it is. It is really, really tearing me up, and I dislike it very much. Yeah, it was ninety degrees here today in Rhode Island. It's going to be sixty-eight tomorrow. Welcome to New England. <laughs> <sighs> I jumped in the pool today. The pool was seventy-five degrees. I got it all cleaned up. I know Tyler loves pool talk. That'll be my next pod, Pool, t- pool Talk with pool Doug Eddie. I'll, t- I'll tell you how to get that pool clean in a gif. Tyler, what's going on in Minnesota? How's the weather out there? Oh, my gosh. I tell you what. It is hot. It is. So like, it's like 75? No, 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 no. It's, <laughs> it, 72. It's in the 80s, and it's <gasps> like it's like Ace Ventura 2. When he's in the rhino, sure type. is like, hot in these rhinos. Like it's it's gross. It's thick with like ten seas of just humidity. My grass has never looked better though. I mean, it is Good. my grass is very thick. It's green. I I'm absolutely loving the weather for my grass, but not for me. Not For me, it's not good because I step outside and I've got to wear SPF 250. And if I don't, which, which pretty much SPF 250 is cake batter for yeah. those that don't know. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah. slathering, slathering it's, it on you. Slathering icing on his face. I mean, I've been, I've been, <laughs> we're going to the expo. Uh, I, I can't really tell, but there's something to do with a pool. And I was talking to somebody about a pool. With, that has to do with the expo and i told him i said hey it's either going to be i'm either going to be the sacrificial goat where everybody looks at and be like what what is that because i'm going to be wearing a sun shirt or a two-piece and i said he gets the pick <laughs> or you just we can get you like parked under a nice umbrella with a yeah. beer in hand you'll be fine like an umbrella hat that would work perfect oh there we go an umbrella hat with a borat bikini let's go ohio that is, is ohio that, is not ready that it is not it would not be ready for that at all (laughs) (laughs) oh man well let's get into a little bit of news uh not much going on it's a quiet week in the nfl but we've had some ramping up of the julio jones trade rumors uh reports yesterday 
Julio wants to go to the Patriots. He really respects Cam Newton. There's been rumor. I mean, the Patriots are in on every trade, it seems like. Every time someone goes on the trade block, oh, here comes Belichick and the Patriots. Like, they have a needed wide receiver. They don't have an alpha. Tyler, uh, you're obviously a Falcons fan. Julio to the Patriots. Obviously, from a fantasy perspective, if it's Mac Jones, okay. If it's Cam Newton, uh, not as excited. What do you think? Hold on, Tyler, before you answer. Why don't we let the people know why this is all happening? How is this your fault? It's Atlanta's fault because they let the cap situation get out of control. They, yeah, I mean, I just. I think it's because you bought a jersey in the last year. That is it. Honestly, that's it. And uh, we all talked about a jersey curse. I've had it through the years. It's a jersey. It. I okay. Vic Beasley, his Super Bowl run. 15 and a half sacks. The dude was unstoppable. Do we even know where so, he's playing now? Like, no. no. I bought his jersey, a Super Bowl jersey, thinking this Ugh. dude is a premier pass rusher. I'm going to get the defensive side of the ball. No. Nope. Should have got a Deion Jones, bro. I, I, I don't want to. Like, what if that happened? Deion Jones would be out of the league. I don't want to do that. That's I, true. Vic, Vic Beasley gone. So then I get an Allen Robinson jersey. I think even a little before that. What happens? He tears his ACL, goes to a different team. Let's see. I have a Deshaun still, Kaiser. Hey, do, you, do you still have that Allen Robinson jersey? I do. What I have size a Deshaun. Is it? it is a large. Bring it to Ohio. I want it. It is uh, also Deshaun Kaiser. When I remember that. Browns. You are all aboard Pre-season the Kaiser train. week three, he goes off. And I said, that's it. I'm buying a Kaiser jersey. What happens? I blame a little he, bit of Hugh Jackson, but it's mainly my fault. He turned into Deshaun Scheiser was the problem. It was ungood. <laughs> and let's see. There's there's more. Uh, I mean, I got a Julio jersey last year. Yep. And um, I thought to myself, you know what? He's going to retire a Falcon. I don't care if he kind of falls off because it's a he's a Hall of Famer Hall of Fame. in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And and it's kind of like the nostalgia, like buying a Roddy White jersey. I, I get Julio's gonna get traded, and I, I, I mean for reasons because of the cap, they have to. I still am gonna be heartbroken when it happens, but still the jersey still solidifies something for me because he's still gonna be a Falcon in my mind, and and it's not as big of a deal if I bought like a rookie, a rookie's jersey, and he just falls off the planet like when i was gonna buy a donald jersey by the way hey remember that i was gonna buy a donald jersey and can you stay away from herbert mahomes please i wanted to get a herbert jersey last year and a swift get the powder blue and they're, they're very nice i don't want to i mean just if you if you really want a player to fail send me a jersey <laughs> fair enough i'll have to look into that so, yeah, jerseys, I luck, the only jersey I have that fits me is a Derrick Henry I bought last year. So it doesn't look like he's going anywhere. But, yeah, Tyler, if you don't want that Allen Robinson jersey, I will proudly rock that because I like Allen Robinson. I like those Jaguars jerseys. Is it a black I one? Wonder, yes. I wonder what would happen perfect. if – no, I think it's actually teal. I wonder what would happen that if – perfect, even. If I wore my Kaiser jersey to Cleveland. <laughs> they, you'd probably, they'd probably throw Scheiser at Kaiser. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, remember this guy? Oy vey. And then you can just tell him like, how you love Deshaun Kaiser coming out of that class. It would be... You even sold me on him. I got him in a league because I was like, you know, Tyler's pretty... He's pretty good with this stuff. He yeah. looked good. Hey, I hitting blame, on Herbert made up for Kaiser. I blame 
Hugh Jackson because he threw him in. He threw him to the Wolves. Didn't really teach him the playbook well. Hugh was just like, oh, yeah. Is uh, Kaiser uh, still uh, in the league? Probably, maybe, no. Uh, last I remember, he's with last. Last I remember, he's with Green Bay. But I mean, we can we can move on from the sadness that is my Jersey life. Yeah, let's get into our sponsor this week. So once again, we're brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. You won't find a better deal from a major fantasy content provider. Period. If you're looking for season long DFS, any kind of betting content, they've got all sorts of massive NFL draft and prospect reviews. They live stream best ball drafts with NFFC, NFL Draft Guide app, Greg Cosell player profiles. He's awesome. If you don't know about Greg, he's great with his player profiles. They have analytics-powered draft tools. 90% of the subs make the fantasy uh, playoffs every single year. That's 9 out of 10, folks. It is a proven, proven asset, commodity, whatever you want to say. It's awesome. They do have some free stuff, too, on the site. You can look for the, uh, the free banner on certain articles. For more info, please visit fantasypoints.com slash subscribe. And when you do subscribe, use code 21DHH10 to do so. Awesome resource. If you follow guys like Scott Barrett, Graham Barfield, they're awesome. You'll love it. I'm highly recommended. So let's get into our, our most owned rookies here. So I'm in 12 leagues, and all the rookie drafts are pretty much done at this point. How are you guys? How many leagues do you have in total, Tyler? I have 10. I Tim? only have ten. Only I'm down to five. Nice. I yeah, remember he bailed, when Tim, he, he, my co-owner, bailed on me. Now I'm the last man standing. I remember. I remember Tim and I were in a lot more than you, Doug. <laughs> so it, it it feels good to be on the opposite I was, end. I was in the mid twenties at one point. Ooh, yeah. I, yeah. I think the highest I've gotten was 18, and I, that was a little overwhelming. Yeah, I was at the gym with my buddy, and we were talking fantasy football, and he's like, how many leagues are you in? And I was like, uh, let me count. Two sleeper, one Yahoo, the rest are MFL. I'm in 12 leagues. He's like, how do you even manage all that stuff? And I was like, he's like, how do you remember who's on each other's roster? I'm like, sometimes I forget. I said, uh, I just have a good rhythm, and it's not too bad once you get used to it. But it can be... Yeah. It's overwhelming, and then trying to figure out what leagues, like, oh, what leagues do I want to leave? It's, it's yeah. always tough. It's always tough. But anyway, so here we're here to talk about our, our most owned rookies. So I'm going to start with Tim. He's only got five leagues. So we're going to start with him, then we'll go to Tyler, and then we'll go to me. So Tim, give me your most owned player out of this rookie draft. Out of those five leagues, four of the rookie drafts are done. We still have uh, my next rookie draft kicks off to next Saturday, as a matter of fact. Uh, and by the way, Kaiser is a Tennessee Titan. Oh, interesting. There you go. The uh, future. So I have, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I have a, I have a tie at the top of my list here um, for my most owned rookie. One a receiver, the other a running back. My most owned rookie that I would, you know, hang my hat on is Devonta Smith, wide receiver, Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I've been Homer. drafting in the back. No, I've been drafting in the back half of Good first value. rounds. Um, That's a flex. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's not three. necessarily flex. As a Top matter of three. fact, I have um, I have the first overall pick in this upcoming draft uh, traded into. I took second last year, but so another flex. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and and the only reason I lost, I lost by two points. Camaro went off for those six tutties against me. It, mm. uh, it kind of hurts. I feel Anyways. it's kind of deserved now with all yeah. this flexing. <laughs> but Devonta Smith. Um, 
you know, the background, the back end of the first round is where you're finding Devonta Smith most of the time. I was left with the choice between him and Waddle um, in all three of my first three drafts that went off. And I went with Devonta in all three of those. That fourth draft that just ended a few days ago was left with the same toss up between those two guys. And knowing I already had multiple shares of Devonta Smith and I didn't have a share of Waddle yet. I wanted to get my hands on Waddle, so I actively chose to take Waddle in that draft. Otherwise, I would probably um, have taken another share of Devonta Smith. But the guy he's tied with, and this is just, you know, later round, I like the value I'm getting here. The upside is Larry Roundtree, the running back for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember where I've been drafting him. I'm assuming it's towards the back end of that third round. Um, I thought you took him early second one. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Larry Roundtree, um, you're talking about a guy. It's not a huge, deep backfield there in Los Angeles with those chargers. If if an injury takes place, Larry Roundtree could start seeing quality playing time. He could start seeing, you know, 10 to 12 touches a game. Opportunity knocks he turns those 10 to 12 touches into something. All of a sudden he's playing a little bit more. So uh, those are the two guys tied for first for me. Tim. Yeah, I like, th- I like that. Cause Joshua Kelly very up and down and mm-hmm. seems like he kind of fell out of favor towards the end of the season. So yeah, there might be opportunity there for Roundtree. I, I want to ask you actually, uh, we can also give kind of our top three most owned players that aren't rookies. Kind of give people an idea who we've okay. been on and who we have. That would be kind of a good thing to tell people, kind of a except other than rookies because you can only grab so many shares of those but it's it's kind of nice to hear who else you have so top three non-rookies you can just kind of do them in quick order uh top three non-rookies dawson knox love him yes kenny galladay and aaron jones that seems about around your ballpark yeah. I mean, those are players you've been you've been on for a Clyde while. Clyde Edwards Hilaire's tied with Aaron. Cortland Sutton's tied with Aaron. Keyshawn Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> that yep, that's on brand. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tyler, who's your top owned rookie or rookies? Uh, I'll do my top three most owned first, quick, and it's DeAndre Swift, seventy percent. That that's pretty much known. Yeah, shocker. I'm trying to I'm trying to get eighty percent, but the owner is <laughs> like. Swift You're going to have to blocking. overpay. He's yeah. swift blocking me. Hardcore, just swift blocker. Uh, Justin Herbert is tied with him at 70%. Got him in a lot of rookie drafts, so Great didn't hit. really have to pay for him. Made up for Kaiser. Yeah, that's true. And uh, Brandon Ayuk, who I've traded for a lot this season, and I have uh, six shares at 60%. So, And then that will lead right into my most owned rookie, who is Kyle Pitts. At 50%, I have five shares. I have a rookie draft coming up. I only have four shares now, but I have 101 and 102. So I'm taking pits at 101. It's a non-super flex, so just makes too much sense there. My other most owned rookie, Khalil Herbert, who I've been getting in the fourth or fifth round, even undrafted. I liked his tape. He didn't really do anything outstanding, but I thought he did everything well. He has some decent footwork. He's a he's definitely a a zone read runner, and that's where he'll succeed. And he's behind Montgomery, who had a, a good end of last year. And if Montgomery kind of falls on his face again, I think Herbert could see some playing time 
towards, I don't know, middle of the year if Montgomery keeps falling. So I, I like picking him up in later rounds. And, uh, yeah, he is my second. He's my most owned B rookie. Very nice. So I'll go over mine. So I've got uh, my overall top players notable. Uh, you People that know me know I'm a tight end guy. So I've got Donald Parham in 55% of my leagues. Nice. Uh, followed closely by Dawson Knox at 45%. As far as notable players, uh, I own Deontay Johnson in 36% of leagues. I have a lot of Joe Burrow as well at 36%. Um, Those are some of my more notable. Deontay, uh, you've been on since his rookie year. I remember he was a huge target for you. Yep, so I've got I've got a lot of Deontay. Some other notables, I've got um, Christian McCaffrey, Delvin Cook in like 30% of my leagues. Um, so I'm not overweight on a lot of players. I like to di- diversify. I listen to Wu-Tang Financial, and I like to di- diversify my bonds. Um, so I'm, a, I'm all spread out all over the place. I try not to get too overweight on any one player. I, I only own two Aaron Jones shares now because I've sold off a ton of them. He was up there for a long time, just like you, Tim. Um, I, ha- I owned a ton of Aaron Jones, and I've started to kind of cash out that chip a little bit. Uh, and move in another direction. But as far as rookies go, my number one own rookie, I've got two of them that I that I have in 36% of leagues. Uh, the first one is Josh Palmer from the Los Angeles Chargers. I could have had him in five leagues. Tyler sent me a trade, and I'm like, you know what? I already own him a ton. I'm going to stick with Dwayne Eskridge. Um, but I own Palmer in four leagues. I like Josh Palmer a lot. You know, He didn't have the college production at Tennessee because their quarterback play sucked. Stinks. Um, he tested pretty well athletically. He performed really well against one of the best corners in the league or in the, in the draft in Patrick Sertain. Um, and I was impressed with that tape. I liked the way that he looked. I think there's opportunity um, for the Chargers because Mike Williams is in the last year of his deal. He's been underwhelming. I think he had one 1,000-yard season for the Chargers. Palmer's going to be tied to a rising star at Justin Herbert. Keenan Allen also is a little bit older, you know, a little bit long in the tooth as well. So I think Palmer can really carve out an opportunity to be the number two pass catcher on this team. And the way that he's being drafted is usually somewhere in the third, sometimes early fourth. So I'm finding myself getting Palmer in those areas. And in an auction draft, so we have a league that we were all a part of at one point. It's the Bar Tab League, which is a lot of dynasty, well-known dynasty guys, and that's a fun auction league. I got him for eight bucks. Oh, nice! In bar tab, which is usually if you have a, a you know a round three, typically rookie draft wide receiver, they usually go for like thirty, forty bucks. Um, but I got Palmer for eight bucks. My other number one owned um, player at that same thirty six percent clip. Now this one's a deeper cut, and it's a guy that you can usually pick up for free. It's Tamori and Terry. So from he went to Seattle, he didn't get drafted. Florida State Knoll, you love the tape on him. You love his profile. You like the athleticism. He's got some character concerns, and I think that's one of the reasons he may have not been drafted in the NFL. But for a guy that I can just stash on my taxi um, and has some potential upside, Seattle wasn't the best landing spot. Obviously, they have DK and Lockett there. They drafted Dwayne Eskridge in the second round. Um, But Terry's a guy I've always liked, and you know what? For free... I don't care. I will take Tamori and Terry and put him on my taxi squad and see if um, he hits. That's a player that I like. I'm a Florida State guy. You know, I own a lot of Cam Akers. I own a lot of Dalvin Cook. I've always liked Terry, so it's more of a sentimental pick that I hope pans out. And if it doesn't, it didn't cost me anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not too, too worried about that. 
Uh, so, Tim, going into your second tier of rookies, what are some of the names um, that we're commonly seeing along your rosters? Well, uh, again, I have another group of uh, three players here all tied with two shares apiece. Uh, the first one's just kind of a guy that uh, I like the tape. Uh, I, I always just seem to, for whatever reason, South Carolina players seem to seem to pull my attention a little bit. But Shai Smith, um, I've gotten two shares of him, and I think both were those. Both of those were post draft pickups. Yeah, he's um, been a UD or he's been a free agent in most of my rookie yeah, drafts too. Um, after the fact, I look at that where he was kind of, in my opinion, a Rondell Moore light in this draft class. Uh, smaller guy, shifty after the catch. Uh, can can rack up the yards after the catch, help the quarterback out. And I think Carolina saw something similar with him where they could probably put him in that like uh, Curtis Samuel role and try to activate him that way and see if they can't get a little more production from him. So I like him there. Uh, the next guy, um, the second receiver Baltimore took, Tylen Wallace. Again, he's been cheap. Really like the tape. And I absolutely love his draft value. You're getting him in the third round of rookie drafts, if not the early fourth in some. He's been in the fourth most of yeah. the ones I've gone. And auction-wise, dirt cheap. Yeah. Uh, and you're telling me I, I can get a potential big play stud-type receiver that late in the draft? I'll take it. I don't love the quarterback play there. I don't love the the amount of passing that they do or the lack of the amount of passing that they do there <laughs> in Baltimore. But the upside for this guy, I think, is is you know to the moon. I absolutely love it, and I love the value even more. So I have two shares of him, and then uh, Tyler, you know, grab your bucket. You're getting ready to puke. But Trey Sermon is in this group as well. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> go back, watch him at Oklahoma, and then watch the end of the Ohio State year. I'm telling you, this kid's got skills. For whatever reason, if it was him getting comfortable behind that offensive line, was it him getting comfortable with the playbook? Whatever it was, I I will admit he did not look good to start this past season with Ohio State. But by the time they got into the games that mattered, he was running with a purpose, just like mm-hmm. he was back there at Oklahoma. I really think Trey Sermon was one of the best backs in this class, top four in my opinion. And then you tell me you're going to put him in that San Francisco offense, that zone blocking scheme. I'll take it all day. So Trey Sermon, you're getting him in the early second. You're putting him in San Francisco. This guy's got tremendous upside for a second-round rookie running back. He yeah. is creeping into the first round, which he's not becoming a value anymore. I don't love – if you're telling me I had to take him at 10 overall, I'm not loving that. But when I'm getting him at 202, 203 in 12-team leagues, that's that's great value. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that spot too, especially because the running back class isn't, yeah. isn't deep at all. Yeah. All right, Tyler, you're next. Give us that next yeah. tier of ownership. Uh, my my 40% tier, so four owned, is uh, a guy I'd rather take at that 202, 203, and that's Rondell Moore. Uh, I'm always stuck between Elijah Moore or Rondell Moore. Those choices are there. And I'm usually going, I'm usually going, yeah, yeah, around 202, 203, 204. Uh, Rondell Moore, um, he just seems like he's got the upside play. I mean, we've been on him since his freshman year. He had injuries. I get he's short, but there is something about him. I don't think he's that normal short type player. Elijah Moore has the safety to him, I feel. He's going to get targets. He's a Jarvis Landry type player. But 
if I if I wanted to go safe in these rookie drafts, sh- sure. But Rondell Moore to me just screams upside, and in this offense, uh, I just feel like he can he can blow up. And, and if Cliff can use him correctly, I think we're looking at a huge value in rookie drafts. I mean, this guy was mid first in, in a lot of pre rookie drafts, like pre draft rookie drafts because the hype was real. There's a lot of smart people out there that really like Rondell Moore. So yeah, I mean, I think the latest I've gotten him 209, I want to say was the latest I got him in a, and this was a single quarterback league. Yes. That's great. So that was awesome value. I love the value of Rondell Moore. And, and I mean, if you don't like short people, I'll take them. I will certainly take Rondell Moore because his thighs are bigger than my waist. And <laughs> that I absolutely loved Rondell Moore's tape. And then the, the you know, the first night of the draft uh, at work, or maybe was, he went day two. Uh, he yeah. Day two, yeah. Yeah. So so I'm at work Friday night. I see he goes off to Arizona and I walk over to one of the other guys and I go, Rondell Moore just went off the board to Arizona. I was, and I'll be honest, my PP moved a little bit. <laughs> I loved the landing spot. It was fantastic. I, yeah, a lot of people don't. Put him with Cliff Kingsbury. Let's go. Yeah, a lot of people don't like the value because like, oh, Christian Kirk. You know what? Christian Kirk is a done? depth. He's a depth player now. Yeah. That's what he is now. Uh, AJ Green. We've seen AJ Green. He's like a hermit crab that's switching <laughs> shells. Me- he doesn't remember know. Andy Isabella. Remember him? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if the if Rondell Moore fails. They are the opposite of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They every second round wide receiver they take don't draft if Rondell Moore doesn't work. You can throw you can throw Hakeem Butler in there too. That's say, true. Yeah, yeah. Hakeem Butler, uh, former Eagles tight end. <laughs> I thought uh, Ty- former Tyree Jackson is is yeah. he not on the team anymore? I don't anymore? believe he's on the roster anymore. Okay, Hakeem uh, Bustler. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And there were some people and Rondell, that really 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 Matt him. Matt Waldman. That was his number one. In the class was Butler. It's... Hey, even the greats, you know, swing and miss oh, sometimes. For sure, absolutely, it happens. I, I was talking about me, but no, I'm kidding. No, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, that was a, that was I believe you discussed pick. that earlier yeah. with Deshaun Kaiser. So, yeah, yeah. And, and Corey Clement. I had somebody message me the other day asking for help, and they say, "Hey, I trust your advice, except for that Corey Clement stuff." But anywho, I got a question for you. <laughs> for an undrafted player, you actually got value out of. Hey, he, he, he he's a hero to you, Philadelphia people. Hell of a Super Bowl. Hell of a catch. He he had he had like a good 10-game run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, it, you know, whatever it was I'll take he was it. taking or eating that year just disappeared off the face of the earth, so he stopped producing, but whatever. Yeah. It's like it's like that movie, Like Mike. He had the shoes, and then he lost the shoes. And then he was and garbage. Just <laughs> All right, my, my other player in the 40% range is... A guy really, I loved his tape so much. I hated his weight. Puka Williams, he's been a UDFA for me. I love Puka Williams tape. One of my favorite tapes I've ever, ever watched. Dude is fun, electric. And hey, if he gets in the role that Geo had, kind of that, that like, I I, I don't know how you'd call it. uh, Are you talking about Chris Evans? Well, I mean, Chris Evans can't do the things Puka does. Puka is crazy electric, but I think I it's know. because he's rail thin. I mean, try tackling this. Is he the 2-2 two, two Atwell of running backs? No, I was going to say he's the Devonta Smith of running backs. But, it, I Fair. mean, you can't you can't tackle a slender man. So, 
I mean, I'd like to see you try. Yeah, Puka is awesome. I love his tape. If he can gang five to ten pounds and be a change of pace type back, I love it for him. I think he can actually he he can be a kick and punt returner there, and he might see the field if he shows up there. I I like the Puka pick, and uh, yeah, for free four shares. Puka is the new Donnell Pumphrey. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna constantly be concerned for his his well being. Donald Pumphrey wasn't shifty and all. Like I don't think Pumphrey was that talented. I just think Pum- he had Pumphrey, numbers. Pumphrey, uh, you got to be semi talented to get those numbers. Yeah, behind, system. Be, Look at Rashad. Penn. Yeah, I was gonna say behind that San Diego State. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about the talent. The system there was good. Well, at least he didn't go in the fourth round like Pumphrey. That that is very very true. Yeah. All right, I think uh, I think I think it's on to me. So I've got a handful of players here that I own in three leagues, which is a twenty-seven percent ownership. Uh, some big names here. I've got Jamar Chase in three leagues. Uh, pretty I, I pumped about you. that. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty pumped about that. I drafted him in one league with Pitts on the board, and I went Chase. I got him in the Bar Tab auction league that we just talked about. Spent some money, got me some Jamar Chase there. Uh, and then I got him in a sleeper league. I've also got Kellen Mond in three leagues. I've found that his value, especially in super flex leagues, mm-hmm. I've been getting him at the top of the third. Um, same thing, bar tab. I got him for $46, which I usually throw like a $50 out there for a taxi squad guy. And last year, it was Jalen Hurts. So that's already paid off. Um, the reason I like Mond a lot is I liked his tape. But when Minnesota was like, we were thinking about trading up to get Justin Fields and they picked Mond, I think that Minnesota is already starting, the gears are turning, that they don't want to pay Kirk Cousins big money again, and they're looking for the future at the quarterback position. Now, my thing with Minnesota is I think they have a mediocre team. I think if they're not winning late in the season, Mond could get some starts at the end of the year, and if he plays well, he might be the future in Minnesota. So at the price that he's going for in Superflex leagues and auction leagues, I found myself owning a handful of Kellen Mond. And as we all know in Superflex leagues, having quarterbacks, even if they're developmental guys that aren't starting in year one and they come with decent draft capital, those guys can turn into big chips. So for me, like Jalen Hurts last year, getting him for 50 bucks, in that same league, I could probably flip him and sell him for like three, $400 right now because he's going to be the starting quarterback. A lot of people like his upside. Um, so taking shots on guys like Mond, I love it, especially in your superflex formats. My two other players so that I, I, I do wanna I do wanna kind of uh, make sure people understand. Kirk Cousins actually has a fully guaranteed contract through twenty twenty two. So twenty twenty three is when you'd see Mond, which is perfect because he is a guy that needs to kind of fine tune his mechanics. And, and you can keep him stuff. on your taxi for two years, and yep, then perfect. when he's a starter, boop promotion you got a starter and i think that's probably what's most likely to happen um you know i like that that konami code ability that mond has and especially in an offense where if he grows with it dalvin cook's not going anywhere justin jefferson's not going anywhere irv smith's gonna be around like there's some pieces there if he does end up taking over um that he's not the cupboard's not going to be bare and he's going to be starting with nothing like mac jones so um one one last (laughs) thing another another thing you got to look for for these like third or fourth round draft picks the recruit stars like stefan diggs with a third round pick his his rookie five star kellamon's a five star we'll probably talk about another five star guy actually a top guy later on probably with tim 
because he mm-hmm. he was big on them, liked them. So uh, yeah, look at those stars. And Kellen Mond was second in his class. Yep. So lots of promise with Mond. So I've been I've been investing in him. Uh, the next guy is a guy that's been I thought was going to be free after every rookie draft, but apparently there's some other smart fantasy managers out there because I started to see this guy get drafted, and I was actually really surprised. I thought I was one of the few analysts that were on the Samus Reyes train from uh, Washington. He's a tight end that they drafted, former basketball player. Um, he decided to start playing football about a year ago. His athleticism, if you look at his athleticism, he um, measures really close to what Kyle Pitts as far as like wingspan, height, weight, 40 time. Like he is an athletic freak. Now, this is a long shot player, which I was getting in early drafts after the draft. And then some people started to draft him in the UDPL. I think it was FF Fantasy took him in the fourth round. And I was like, man, there goes my secret weapon. I was fully expecting to put in a fab bid to get him after the draft. And uh, there was another draft that he was drafted in too. So some people are on it. You know, Logan Thomas is 30 years old. You know, how long is he going to be around? Reyes is that athletic tight end, which I always get suckered into. It's my, I have a type. It's an athletic tight end. And obviously we know the, the trope of the former basketball player, but I was watching an interview with him and he's been working on playing football for the last year. And I think he's just a guy that, again, seemingly free or pretty much free that could be dripping with upside. There's always these guys. There's the Darren Wallers, the Logan Thomas, you know, that these guys that are athletic that eventually break through in the league. And I think Reyes has an opportunity to maybe do that. So I'm willing to stash him on a taxi squad and see what it is. The cost is low. So if it doesn't work out, no big deal. But if it does, you just made yourself a gold mine on a player that you got super cheap. My last player is Trey Lance. So I own Trey Lance in three leagues. And I'm going to give you a story about an auction league. So this is the Bar Tab League. I had a lot of money the last two years. I sucked for three years to build up this pile of cash and kind of redo this team. So the big quarterbacks this year are Lance, Fields, and Lawrence. I didn't care which one of the three that I got in this particular auction league because I knew the first one off the board would be the least expensive. And my strategy was just get either one of them and see what happens. I end up winning Trey Lance. I think he was the second or third player that ended the auction. It was Pitts, someone else, and then I got Lance at 525 bucks. So then I watched the battle of Fields and Lawrence go. Fields ends up going for 600 plus dollars. Lawrence goes for 700 bucks. And I knew it was important because I was watching the trends in the rookie auctions. If you can close on a player early, you will always get a great price because once some of the big names start to close, people will start to panic and be like, oh, there goes one of the big three. Now I need to go after Fields or Lawrence. And when you have 11 other managers, they start to get more aggressive and the prices start to rise. So for me, I didn't care who I got. I just want the first one off the board to save money because then I had money to go towards Jamar Chase, Kellen Mond, um, and some of the other players that I got in the auction. I ended up spending $400 on CeeDee Lamb. Um, so I'm really happy with how it worked out, but that's how rookie auctions, if you can get them off the board first, you're going to save a ton of money because if you wait and maybe you're not as aggressive or you don't get lucky that a player closes, you are going to pay through the nose because those players start to dry up and it happens every time I've been enough rookie auctions where you can play it that way. Um, so that was my strategy and getting Lance at 525 and the others going for 600 plus. I like that value a lot. I think Lance is the consensus 102 now in Superflex leagues. So to get him 100 and something dollars cheaper than Fields, 
I'm not complaining, but I have him in three leagues. I traded up in another league. I traded um, a 2022 first as well as the 209 and another pick, a future pick, and a player to get into the top of the second round in a single QB, but it's a six-point passing touchdown league to get Lance because I have some quarterback issues after this year because of contract years and things like that. So Lance is a guy that I found myself with. You know, I think San Francisco is a smart organization for them to give up all the future that they did to get Lance at three. And then you look at the talent that he's surrounded by with your Kittles, your Ayukes, your Debos. They got Trent Williams at left tackle. They got McGlinchey. They've, they're a smart organization. And I think that Lance, you talk about dual threat ability. He's got a thousand yard rushing season. And with Kyle Shanahan, I think the sky's the limit for Trey Lance. Um, so I'm happy owning a few shares of Lance, although I do have no Justin Fields. And I did want to have at least one share of Fields, and I just wasn't able to obtain one. So, Tim, who do we have in your next bracket? My next tier is the remainder of my guys. I have 13 guys in this tier, all with one share. And, Doug, you were talking about uh, that, that Washington tight end, that athletic profile. And when Doug is on a tight end, I listen. Thank you. My tight end (laughs) that I have a share of here, it's Doug's boo going into this rookie class. Brevin Jordan out of Miami, now with Houston. Again, don't love the landing spot, but that's what taxi squads are for. I'll take that athletic profile, even though he didn't test the greatest. Right. I'm just going to stash him away. I saw what I saw saw on film, an active playmaker in the passing game. Eventually, things should turn around there in Houston, and hopefully Brevin Jordan begins to eat a little bit down there. Uh, Daz Newsom, I don't remember. This is probably a UDFA <laughs> flyer. Um, it's getting liked, good reviews out of camp. I, I, I liked a little bit of what I saw on tape. Um, I want to say it was Daniel Jeremiah was, was talking him up a few weeks back. And so I just kind of put him on a, on a list. Hey, guys, to keep an eye on. I had an extra roster spot after a draft. So Daz Newsom was a guy I went and uh, took a stab at. Javonta Williams. Obviously, Najee was, in my opinion, the best running back in this class, but very close right behind him. Again, in my opinion, Javante Williams. I absolutely love the way this kid runs. Um, I'm interested to see how this backfield is going to work there in Denver this year, but I'm still taking the talent here. I like Javante Williams a whole lot. I think I got him at 107, 108 um, in this draft. So, I, I, you know. Absolutely love the kid. So uh, Jalen Waddle, we talked about that one earlier. I was left with the decision between Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. I knew I had a bunch of Smiths, so I took Waddle in this case. So uh, I want to go back to Waddle real quick while we're on him. Yeah. Uh, Matt Harmon did a re- reception perception on him, and he scored the highest ever against man. Ever wow. in reception perception history. Jalen Waddle against man is a very good. Well, that's that's very good to hear. So I look forward to uh, enjoying Jalen Waddle's share that I have. Owusu-Kumamura, uh, I have a share of him in a IDP league. Uh, only have one IDP league anymore, and my defense is absolutely stacked. But I really like this guy, so I took a I took a shot on him. Uh, another one of Doug's guys, Josh Palmer, Chargers receiver. Uh, two quarterbacks here. I share one share each. Kellen Mond, uh, you know, going to have to wait a little bit on him. Also going to have to wait a little bit on this next guy, Kyle Trask, Tampa Bay. Um, you know, Trask, I think, is in a great situation for Trask. 
obviously there is no way, shape, or form he's going to challenge Brady for that starting role. So he's going to get to go to Tampa 100% understanding what his job is. It is to be a sponge and soak up as much of the playbook and as much of the mannerisms of Tom Brady as he possibly can. That way, if and when the time comes that Kyle Trask is to be the starter for this team, he comes in there and he can, you know, strut strut a little bit and, you know, do what Tom Brady has done for, what, 23 <laughs> seasons now or something like that. Yep. Uh, Marquez Stevenson, I think this is another UDFA, uh, big-time speedster. Uh, I think he played at Houston, as a matter of fact. But I know there were some people that really liked his upside uh, pre-draft. Um, you know, I think they're in Buffalo. They know they have uh, John Brown out the buildings now, so they need a, a deep threat potential. So uh, Marquez Stevenson could possibly be that guy there. Uh, another tight end, this is a guy I really liked on tape. Uh, not a great landing spot for him. Noah Gray out of Duke. He is now with Kansas City. Um, but again, he can go there, hopefully learn from one of the best in the game, that being Travis Kelsey. Uh, and with his athleticism, um, you know, could possibly play the Robin to Kelsey's Batman. You never know. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Doug's new fullback there in New England. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, small school standout, transferred to Oklahoma. Put together a decent year there with a big program. Uh, big, big boy. He's got a big old body on him. But, uh, you know, I have some other of the Patriots running back uh, across some of my rosters. So he's <laughs> he's kind of that piece. Hey, we'll see who's, who's the flavor of the week. And uh, Terrace Marshall, Carolina wide receiver. Absolutely love the kid. I think uh, he's got a big, big time uh, upside to him. And he was another guy that I think is good. In some drafts, a decent value. I think I got him in the middle of the second in this one. Yeah, I got him in bar tab for eighty bucks That's... when Rondale Moore went for like two hundred. Wow! Wow! So yeah. I was, yeah, I was all about that. This that athletic was good value. profile um, is something scary. I mean, what do you run a four two something four two nine? I mean, everything. Tyler? Was... I I think it was a four three nine because everybody in LSU that day was so a four three nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Terrace Marshall, uh, absolutely love him. And then uh, his name's been brought up. Uh, I want to say one or two, one or two times already on this podcast. But UDFA, Deshaun Kaiser. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he is not getting drafted in the rookie drafts I've been in. But Chris Evans, the Bengals backup running back, five star kid. Five That's star my freebie guy this year. Yeah. He is in a again shallow backfield. With the lead guy being injury prone there and Joe Mixon, they have young talent on the offensive line. Hopefully, it's good enough to keep Joe Burrow upright. But if add Morgan happens, Moses, Cincinnati, come on now. <laughs> but if if something happens to Joe Mixon this year, Chris Evans is going to be the big body guy who's going to get out there and do the early work. And guess what? He can catch too. He is a five star player. Went to a major, major program in Michigan. Had some academic issues and some off the field stuff that kept him away from the program. But the talent is one hundred percent there. As a matter of fact, when I got to his tape, I put him in the middle of my board because I'm like, I mean, I like this guy's tape, but I'm not hearing anybody talk about him. So this is a guy that you can take a stab on him if you have a fifth round, or just wait till the draft's over and go pick him up for free. Put him in that taxi squad if you get the spot available. It's nothing but upside for him, especially for a free piece. Yeah, I've got him in the late fifth in the UDPL, and I've picked him up uh, freebie afterwards. And, uh, yeah, exactly for that reason, Tim. You spoke to it perfectly. So before we move on to Tyler, I do want to get to our next 
sponsor. We've got League Tycoon. So a lot of people want to upgrade their redraft league to a salary cap dynasty league because that's honestly the best way to play. Uh, but there's a lot of friction in that process, right? So if you want to convert a league that's already redraft to salary cap dynasty, it is it can be troublesome. So here's what happens. So the commissioner begins his research on Reddit trying to figure out how to set, set up this type of league and what the rules are, which is already complicated. The commissioner educates the league mates on how everything works, which is, again, people won't understand. Commission has to convince them to play on My Fantasy League, RTS Sports, Flea Flicker, after they've been on ESPN, Yahoo, or Sleeper for a long time. The commission has to manually maintain and coordinate operations or transactions through the life cycle of the season for any rules um, that aren't automated to the platform. So the, the goal for League Tycoon is the commission never has to do anything manually. Their philosophy is when creating this, there's always been that the commission just creates the league. The league makes can go to their contract screen to sign or manage their own That's contracts. That's huge. It is huge because I can tell you, I run an MFL salary cap contractor league and I do all the data entry and it can be a lot um, because we have free agent auctions and also I have to keep track of a lot of different things. Um, the software automatically handles when a player is eligible for extensions or franchise tags, which is awesome. All roster management on season rollover is absolutely automated. Salary increases whatever percentage you have it set at. Expires contracts are already dropped. Extensions are eligible. Contract link reduced. The whole thing. Uh, which is awesome. And same goes for every other aspect of this type of league. Practice squad, trades, free agent, blind bidding, rookie draft. Everything's tied together and handled automatically. Um, they've got a great UI on the, on the, the mobile app. They, they noticed that some of the Dynasty sites were a little rough on the user experience. As we all know, MFL Platinum, I've never had any issues with it, but a lot of people have. It can be a little funky. Um, so, And then especially ESPN, Yahoo, and Sleeper, there's been some issues there. So they really pride themselves on a really slick um, user interface. The commissioner shouldn't have to be a full-time educator. So they accomplish this with the combination of a couple of different things. The simple user experience created by their mobile app, and then it's clear to your league mates of what the hell is going on, which is awesome. Um, so they give you a full suite of league manager tools and league settings that a commission can use in their league um, that has a certain quirk. Again, it could be contract years. It could be a certain scoring quirk. They're open to all different things. Um, and they think that salary cap or contract leagues are the most fun and engaging format, I would agree, especially when you throw IDP in there as an extra twist. And they want to make it simple for everyone to start this type of league with no previous experience. So once again, if you want to check it out, it is called League Tycoon, no relation to Roller Coaster Tycoon, unfortunately, where I would make the most devilish roller coasters that didn't have an end and just launch people off of them. Because um, that's what like 15-year-olds <laughs> do with their first computer when they play Roller Coaster Tycoon. So check out League Tycoon today. Lots of really cool, innovative stuff on there, especially with the mobile app. So Tyler, let's close out your rookie ownerships. Okay, we'll we'll close it out. I mean, I only have two in my three share, so 30% Trey Lance. I have him in a single quarterback and two in Superflex. One, Tim actually talked me into, even though my quarterback situation was good. He's like, dude, Trey Lance could be dominant, and I could pair him with Herbert, and that was all he had to say. So I was like, boom, done. And uh, another player I love getting late is Chuba Hubbard. I mm -hmm. I like the talent. I like the tape. I actually like his is landing like i like where he went because i think matt rule is going to know how to use him and chuba can catch the ball i think they want to spell cmc a little more keep him healthier throughout his career you just did spell it because because the thing is with with christian mccaffrey is he's he has longevity in his career because he's so good at route running and catching the ball 
I think the Panthers want to use that and they want to be like, hey, let's keep this guy around for another five to six years so he can be that LT pass catcher type later on in his career. And I think Chuba is going to be the guy to, to spell him. Look at Mike Davis last year. I think, I had, think both of them can do a little bit of all of it, though. Yeah. I mean, they could really they could deploy those both, both those guys in a fun way. Yeah, and Chuba has elite speed. And that's one thing he actually has over McCaffrey is that he's gone type Sprinter type speed, thing. Yeah. Blank so and he's, I, he's in the end zone. Yeah. So I, I kind of see Chuba as a as a Tony Pollard like type player. A guy who can It's a good comp. Yeah, like ten carries and he could have seventy yards in a game in a tutty. Yeah. So I, I like Chuba a lot. Uh we'll go to my two shares. Um Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, you got to keep it in the family. Yeah. I should. I would. I would have would. That's a Say jersey. I didn't. That's a jersey I didn't get. Equinemia. You so. really wanted it though. I did, except it was a Packers jersey, and you are not allowed to have a Packers jersey up here in Minnesota. <laughs> that's fair. Although they, they do have the Green Bay Packers store in the Mall of Minnesota. I that the Mall it, of America. Mall of America. Mall of Minnesota. <laughs> it's America. All it's of America's America. Mall. That's the one thing we get. That's America's ass. They gave us that and lakes. <laughs> it's true. 10,000 of them. So Amon Ross St. Brown is a guy I love. I think he's going to get peppered with targets. I, I like Quintus Cephas as more of that bruising possession type guy. But Amon Ross is going to be all over the field. I think he's going to get peppered with targets. He's the Robert Woods of this offense. Uh, I wish I had more shares of him personally, and I was not able to. My next is Devonta Smith at two shares. I Earliest I took him was 105 in a single quarterback league. I need a receiver. Chase was gone. Smith is my next guy. I mean, I, I think he's going to be a dominant NFL player. His tape is fantastic. I don't see anything different from him and Jerry Judy last year. Maybe thicker legs. But other than that, I mean, you can't really touch receivers in the NFL nowadays. So what's the matter with a guy who's 170 pounds and can do everything Amari Cooper and Jerry Judy can do? There's nothing. There's no and, problem with and that. Let's, let's be honest. The goat Jerry was not like a big monstrous dude. Jerry he was, was skinny. Type of, yeah, he was uh, just a technician. Marvin he Harrison. Technician. Marvin Harrison, super thin. I mean, Reggie yep. Wayne, I don't even think was even that big. It was, was his shoulder bigger. pads. His shoulder pads were huge. Randy Moss uh, wasn't a big thick guy. I mean, Randy Moss was a hundred and ninety some pounds at six foot four and could yeah. fly. And he was a freak he could go up yes. there oh god he's so good to watch yes and if you've and, and smith has that in him he's got that mentality like hey you're not gonna stop me and yeah. and that's what's gonna happen in the nfl for him i'm not scared of him at all uh Tylen wallace is my next one super okay. cheap i mean mm-hmm. i got him at i think 408 in a draft potentially the best draft value this year i mean yeah with his he went, potential big play upside where he's he going went from an early second to a mid four tumbled, yeah tumbled. I got him for single digit dollars in an auction league, not um not Barta, but a different one, and I was shocked. I was able to get him that cheap, and no one he, else was interested. I also people, got a Mon. I got a Mon Ra for fifteen bucks in that league. I was like, wow. what are people doing? There were people that had him, Tylen Wallace, as the number one receiver in the class. I, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I don't agree, but he yeah. right <laughs> he 
has who to beat. I think Bateman is the one there. I love Bateman yeah. still. I think he's a fantastic player. Uh, Hollywood, I think is he's gonna a, he's gonna beat out Miles Boykin. <laughs> uh, he already did it. Hollywood, yeah. Hollywood is a specific role type player yeah. now. I think they realize that. And with drafting these two players in the draft, I think they're like, okay, we know what Hollywood is. He's not he's not a guy that's going to carry our team. Tylen mm-hmm. Wallace and Rashad Bateman are kind of similar, except I think Tylen Wallace has more of the jump up and get it type plays. Bateman is good overall, and then Hollywood's the, the fast guy. So I think they got a really good, what you like to call a basketball team. A basketball starting lineup is what some, uh-huh. some analysts call it. Uh, I got Frank Darby one share. I picked him up. Atlanta Falcons. I mean, if Julio gets traded, Darby could be the three. Gage is there. Ridley's there. And Darby could get playing time. I mean, Arizona State guy was supposed to take the reins after Ayuk left. And he, I, I mean, I've read a lot about him after the Falcons took him. And he, he isn't a superstar. He's a good depth piece to a team. And he's He's a good route runner. And then going down to my other shares, uh, my one shares, Javonta. Actually, Javonta Williams, I have two shares of. I don't know how in the world. No, I have two shares of Darby. I don't know what I was reading. Reading's tough. Uh, Javonta Williams, I knew I had two shares of him. because I like turtles. Because, Doug, you were in a draft with me where I got him in the second round, which was insane to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was uh that was good fun stuff is what we'd like to call it. Um, I I'm trying to find more. Uh, Javian Hawkins, I have two shares of. He was a I think both of those were free agent pickups. I know Memphis has taken. He took Hawkins in the three twelve. I think yeah, yeah three twelve, which was the earliest I've ever seen him go. And and, and yep. kind of just rolling through my my one shares. I got Mac. One share of Mac Jones at the single quarterback going into Superflex next year. Uh, Justin Fields, I traded with Izzy. We talked about that in the UDPL. Jamar yep. Chase, I will have two shares of after June 2nd. Nice. And, and then, yeah, just, you know, I, I think I got a share of everybody. I'll actually tell you the ones I don't have a share of, and that is Trevor Lawrence, Najee Harris, and I have one share of Jalen Waddle. But yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, I have gotten a share of everybody. Even Travis Etienne, I got a share of. Yeah, the wide right, receiver. So I'll go over mine. <laughs> yes, yes, the slot wide receiver. I'll go over mine real quick. So players uh, that I have in a couple of leagues, Anthony Schwartz seems to be one of those guys that in an IDP league, I got him in the fifth round. And then in another league, actually it was a sleeper league, I also got him in the fifth round. And for me, that's just a draft capital. Like looking at who else was available at that point, I was like, well, Schwartz was drafted in the third round, which is way ahead of most of the other guys. And, you know, maybe he's that, that I mean, he is going to be the field stretcher there. Maybe him and Mayfield make some magic and he has some he has some boom weeks. I'm, I'm cool. At Clemson, his, um, Clemson speedster. At his price, yeah. I'm okay with it. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, I have in two leagues, both tight end premium. One is Capitalist Pigs 2. The other is the Bar Tab League. I found myself in those leagues where it's tight end premium and Kyle Pitts was going for you know, $500 in one and then $600 in the other. I got Fryermuth in both leagues for right in that $65 range. Wow. And 10%. to me, that was like... I'm like, I know I'm going to get more than 10% of the production compared yeah. to Pitts, right? I might even get 
70% of the production. Who knows? Um, but at that price in tight end premium, I like Fryermuth. A lot of people think he's the most complete tight end in this class. Um, so I liked him a lot getting him at those prices. Another guy that I chase draft capital with and uh, that I have in two leagues is Tutu Atwell. Another guy that, you know, I know he's slight and he's fast, but getting him where I got him, I got him for $6 in um, bar tab and I got him dirt cheap in another league. Second round receiver, I was like, why not at that price? So I've got Tutu in a couple of spots. The rest of my guys are all onesies. Um, I got a lot of them. So I'm going to go over some names real quick. Don't get too bored. But these are all the guys that I have one of right now. And I do have a couple of other rookie drafts that are wrapping up. But for the big names, it'll be what it is. I've got Amari Rogers in the league. Amon Ross St. Brown. The aforementioned Brevin Jordan and Chris Evans. For you IDPers out there, I got Christian Barrymore, the number one drafted defensive tackle from the New England Patriots in an IDP league. I got Chuba Hubbard. Cornell Powell, who I've liked a lot, but seems like there's some hype around him, and it's increasing his ADP as of late into the fourth round. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge, I got Daz Newsom as a freebie. Diami Brown, who I like a lot. Elijah Mitchell, I know you talked about Trey Sermon a lot, Tim. Mm-hmm. I think Elijah Mitchell is, I got him for like two bucks in an auction, That's like dirt fantastic. cheap. All about that life. Yes. Um, I have the other Elijah. I got Elijah Moore in one league. I get him at the 205 in a 14-team league, so I was thrilled with that. Um, linebacker, Ernest Jones, I got from the Rams, so another IDPer. I got Hunter Long, who I liked out hey, of BC. Er- Ernest Jones, famous for the movie Ernest Goes to Linebacker. That's right. Uh, I got Hunter Long in a league because I like his profile. Um, coming out of Boston College, Miami wasn't the most ideal landing spot, but I believe Gasicki's a free agent after this year, so you never know. I got Jalen Darden in a league who's been getting some nice reviews early on for Tampa Bay. Um, and then Antonio Brown's got some more legal trouble, so you never know. Uh, Jamie Newman, pretty much a UDFA, um, but you know what? I liked his profile too. He's sim- kind of similar to Hertz, maybe. I don't know. Javian Hawkins, Kadarius Tony, Tim's guy, Kenny Yaboa. I've got him in a league. Khalil Herbert, yeah. I've got one share of Kyle Pitts. I've got one share of Kyle Trask. I've got one share of Kylan Granson, who I think is a, a value. Those Colts tight ends between Jack Doyle, Trey Burton, and Mo Ali Cox aren't like the most electric. Uh, so I think Granson, not this year, but maybe in year two, maybe steps up. The aforementioned Larry Roundtree and Marquez Stevenson. I've got one share of Najee Harris, who I got in the UDPL. I traded into the 107 to grab him. Another IDP league, Pete Werner, who's going to be a starting linebacker for the New Orleans Saints. Love that value of getting him for free. Ramondre Stevenson, Rondell Moore, Terrace Marshall, Trevor Lawrence, and then Tylon Wallace rounded out. The guys that I'm disappointed that I don't have um, is Justin Fields. I really wanted at least one field share, and I wasn't able to do it. Um, I don't own any Travis ATN. I don't own any Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddell. I just wasn't in that draft range to get those guys. I mean, I do own a lot of Jamar Chase, and I'm happy for that. Um, but there's that certain tier of players from that 106, six to 110. I just wasn't in a lot of spots. One league, I did get Javonta Williams in at the 109 um, because both of those Smith and Water were off the board. So I haven't been able to experience them at all. Um, But like I said, a pretty diversified roster. I don't have one particular guy that I've gone and chased throughout the process. Um, But yeah, I like to mix it up and at least have a share of a guy here and there. Tyler, let's go to you. Uh, Yeah, I I just want to ask you guys one question. Out of all these rookies, who is somebody that one person who is someone that you guys wish you had a lot more shares of Tim, I'll let you go first and then I will finish it off at the end. 
I don't have any shares of either Rondell Moore or Bateman. And those are two guys whose tape I absolutely loved. Um, and I just don't, I don't think with this last draft coming up, I, I don't see myself, unless I move around, uh, I'm not really in the spots for either one of those two guys in this next draft. So they might be guys that early on this season, you know, if, if the Ravens come out and they're, they're running it down everybody's throat, not throwing the ball again. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Arizona's just doing that old, Hey, you know, look at Nuke. He's awesome. We're just going to throw him the ball like 17 times a game. Uh, you know, maybe I can cash in early this season, you know, on some deflated value, but, um, absolutely was in love with these guys on tape. So, uh, the, I was kind of surprised. Uh, I, th- I thought I had a share of Bateman, but he's not on my list. Time to yeah, go I, don't have any Ra- I don't have any Rashad Bateman either, and that's another one that in that back end of the first, I just didn't have any. I either traded them away uh, in a couple of leagues because I was in win-now mode, like in the, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen that Tyler and I are in. I traded out in the league that I've had a lot of success in, roster sizes matter, my home dynasty league. I traded out last year. So I didn't have a lot of those back end of the first. Um, because I was competing for championships, and that's okay. I think that's a fine move to make. Um, but yeah, it stinks not having some of the guys that you like. And I did like Bateman a lot, as well as Devonta Smith. Um, so yeah, those are the the probably the most regrettables for me that I I just don't have any. Uh, Tyler, who's yours? So there's three guys that I personally uh, there's always a player that I never draft that always blows up and i sit there and i'll over overpay for even though like right now as we're speaking is probably the cheapest i will get them trevor lawrence i there's a possibility i may never own trevor lawrence and that kills me inside it it is the worst feeling because i love trevor lawrence I, i had him in the minnesota dynasty league and i unfortunately had to leave due to not being a little further away than everybody and not being able to make the the personal in-person auction that I had Trey Lance and Trevor Lawrence as my quarterbacks in that league. And that pained me to leave. And um, I'm going to have to say uh, Jalen Waddle only having one share of him and hearing all this stuff about how good he is against press zone man, and just how dominant he was in scouting for Matt Harmon. Cause I trust Matt Harmon's advice and hearing that, is not a good feeling. <laughs> like I'm sitting here mm. thinking, I'm like, I could be wrong on Waddle because I had Bateman above Waddle and I only have one share of Bateman and that could bite me in the butt too. And the last person is Zach Wilson. I have no shares of Zach Wilson and I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that too. But he was not a guy the, I was targeting. But there is a world where Zach Wilson pans out and I'm sitting here eating crow watching other teams get points for Zach Wilson. And like Doug, like the Wu-Tang Clan, I like to diversify my portfolio. I like to spread things out. And when I don't have a share of a player, I sit here and this is the things that keep me up at night. Is thinking, did I make a mistake? Did I make a mistake by not drafting more of this guy or this guy at all? Kenneth Gainwell. I have one share of him. That could bite None. me in the butt because he was my number yeah. four running back, and he is a heck of a pass catcher. He could turn into Austin Eckler, and we're sitting here just with our jaw dropped, sitting here like we knew he was a great pass catcher. We knew this stuff, but we didn't think it would happen, so we all passed. Like, And 
Oh, like the, like I said, this is stuff that keeps me up at night. I sit here and I could look at player shares for days without sleep and sit here and say, I need to go get this guy. Otherwise, I'm going to regret it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, so that's that's going to wrap us up tonight. Thank you, gentlemen, for sharing your rookie ownership percentages. I always think it's a fun exercise to go over and then we figure out like, oh, I actually own this guy more than I thought I would going into the process. Or there's the flip side of like, man, I wish I owned that guy and I don't. So Tyler will send out some aggressive trades, I'm sure, on Zach Wilson. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding, no, Tyler. not at all. I love you. I love you. So thanks for tuning in. Make sure you go over to iTunes. Give us those five-star reviews. Leave some comments so people can find us a little bit easier on the iTunes. And you can find us everywhere else, obviously. And if you're listening, thank you for joining us this week. We'll be back next week. For Doug, Tim, and Tyler, this has been the Dynasty Happy Hour. Happy Hour.